The Leadership File on Premier. So welcome to The Leadership File. Uh, bringing you conversations with leaders and experts on leadership themes. I'm Andy Peck, your host, and uh, you'll be very aware, of course, that COVID-19 has affected countries worldwide. The governments have had various approaches to tackling it, given the high infection and death rates in the UK. Medical scientists have understandably been considering whether other approaches may be better. Uh, And one such country is Sweden. The Spectator magazine ran an article entitled Sweden Tames Its Ara Number Without Lockdown all of which gave me a great excuse to get in touch with a friend of the show, Phil Whittall. Uh, In 2011, Phil uh, moved from the UK to Sweden to plant Grace Church in Stockholm, part of the relational mission family of churches in New Frontiers. He'd previously led Hope Church in Shrewsbury. And so I look forward to chatting about life in Sweden, especially in his church. So, Phil, welcome back. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for having me. So how has it been for you during COVID-19 pandemic? Uh, what can you do and what can't you do in Sweden? Uh, yeah, it's strange times, isn't it? Um, but Sweden is not in lockdown. Um, so today my children are at school and they've been at school all the time. And uh, my wife has been at work. Uh, she works in a preschool, so she works with children and you can go. There's no restrictions in terms of going out and about. I can go to the local shopping center and do the things you need to do um but when i go there it's not normal so the way i describe it to people is that if you can imagine what things are like sort of early on a saturday morning and people aren't really out everything's open but no one's really there yet most of the time for the last couple of months that's what our large shopping center has been like open but pretty quiet um there are some restrictions so um you know, social distancing is everywhere. Uh, lots of tape telling you where to stand, keep your distance, wash your hands, all those sorts of things. And uh, gatherings of over 50 are not allowed. Um, but really, that's mostly designed to make sure that schools are allowed to stay open. Um, uh, so people are not being encouraged to have meetings of 30 or 40. They're just saying, okay, 50 is the limit. We don't, you're definitely not allowed to go over that. Um, that's the legal limit, but we don't want you to have kind of you know parties and large gatherings of twenty or thirty. So people and people are by and large respecting that kind of recommendation. Okay, so as a as a you must presumably have been aware of the British situation and the Swedish situation. Have you are you reflecting on it and thinking, yeah, this this suits the Swedish temperament better, and it wouldn't work in Britain? Or what's your feeling about the whole thing? Uh, it's, it's very interesting and, and, and sort of strange, you know, to start with when everywhere in Europe was locking down and Sweden sort of reduced its restrictions from several hundred to 50, we just all assumed that we were going to lock down as well. Um, and then we didn't. And we thought, oh, uh, and you're kind of a bit disoriented by that because it's like this peer pressure between countries to, to do the same thing that everyone else is doing. Um, and uh, and Sweden never did it. And then, but the longer it went on, the more I thought that it seems very, very reasonable. You could see all the social distancing happening, and you could see the things that were going on in society, and that the health system wasn't being overwhelmed. And you, you know, you thought, well, this this then seems to make sense as an approach. Um, I think what they've done is they've treated, you know, the Swedish government has said 
this is serious please take it seriously and people have um, and they haven't needed to kind of be too heavy with the the law for people to take it seriously um, and I think to be honest I would hope that people in the UK although it's you know much bigger so you've always got more people even if you've got a group you know a group of Sweden's got its group of idiots in Sweden in Britain there'd be its group of idiots and there's just more of them because there's a bigger population so that always has a dynamic um, but I think that I would hope that people in the UK when presented with something serious would take it seriously and do do the things they would need to but that's that's what they've done in Sweden and it, and it seems to have Broadly speaking, there are some failures and problems in Sweden, but broadly speaking, it's it's worked for them for a lot a lot of people. Currently, the lockdown has been eased, of course, and we remain to see whether that leads to another peak. But obviously, the Swedish experience would be that if if Brits are like the Swedes, then maybe uh, we will retain our our low R rating ourselves, and just as as, as Sweden has. But uh, we'll, I guess we'll we'll um, when this broadcast this will either seem very strange uh, or, or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think time time's going to tell um, with a lot of these things, um, and I think the thing the the failure in Sweden. So lots of things have gone well. The failure in Sweden was that um, they. They didn't protect the elderly um, quick enough, and so the virus got into large care homes, and that's had a pretty devastating impact. So, the of the three thousand sort of three hundred or so deaths that there are as of today, three thousand of them are people over seventy, and you know that's pretty devastating for all those can you know all those concerns. Um, so that's where Sweden has has not done well, but for everybody else. Um, life has been able to kind of continue relatively, um, yeah, um, kind of not not uninterrupted. That's not true, but to to say it's been able to continue with a, a level, a degree of normalcy. So it's busy, interesting, and fascinating to kind of see as a British person living in Sweden, just to see the differences and to see all the social media posts and how people are talking about the world, and and it's 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 quite different here. Yeah, yeah. So how have things been for the church, Phil? Yeah, well, the church, our venue, our rented venue was uh, um, a day centre for the for senior citizens. So, um, and our church is now is larger than fifty. So, for both those reasons, we weren't able to meet. We're not able to meet in that venue, and we just decided that that to try and find another venue and to meet in sort of thirties. Although some church, smaller churches, are still still meeting. We just didn't feel that was kind of the right way for us to go. So, um, so actually, that we do have in common with churches all over the UK, um, and, and many churches in in Sweden are not are not meeting. So they've we've got that that experience in common. So we're doing online services uh, with you know video calls and recorded elements and uh, all of those sorts of things on Sunday. But but primarily our our focus has been to um, yeah, concentrate on small groups um, which are still able to meet so so people that want to um, are able to still gather in their homes and that's fine some choose some people choose not to uh, for either health reasons or just concerns and just kind of and that's fine we don't you know no one's forced to come and then and they, those will choose, they will video in um, and be included in that way so we've got that that's the kind of how it looks like for us, um, everything being pushed through the the life of the church is in the small group. 
Right, right. Well, we'll come back to that a, a, a bit later if we may. But um, I, I suppose one of my questions was regarding this kind of spiritual life of 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 Sweden. It's it's known as one of the most secular nations in the world, and I just wondered whether the pandemic has increased people's spiritual awareness. Whether there's evidence of that. Uh, certainly in the UK, there's talk of maybe twenty five percent having visited church online, for example. Um, most many of whom have have not. Uh, ever attended a church life so uh, I don't know whether you've found that yeah I, th- I think broadly speaking I think the answer is no so some churches have seen uh, increases in their numbers um, but I th- think that that's more likely to be down to other Christians visiting their churches and certainly what I'm aware in the sort of mainstream media and there there isn't um, this kind of deep sort of more spiritual reflection going on and I think partly because we're not in lockdown um, so people are not particularly feeling afraid and life isn't particularly all that different from what it was before there, there's inconvenience not considerable change and as a result I don't think Sweden is asking as a population on the whole is yet in that sort of place of being sort of pushed into that place of sort of deep existential reflection about about life um and people are waiting i think the mood is like yeah this is you know this is serious and we'll just kind of wait it out and then we'll return to return to life as before so yeah i i think if there is some kind of europe you know european kind of spiritual kind of questioning going on because Sweden has taken a different approach, I think it might well miss here. Right. I think all lots of Christian leaders that I know are desperate for it not to be the case, but I, that's my that's my take on it. Sure, sure. And is I mean, presumably you have things like Alpha in Sweden. I mean, the, 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 are they fruitful as organisations? Um, yeah, there's Alpha in Sweden, and churches run Alpha and Christianity Explored and different things like that, and. Um, but you know Sweden is such a secular place and unless the people in the churches are are making determined effort to connect with their colleagues and their friends and, and neighbours then you know people just aren't aware of um, you know Alpha hasn't had anyway like the penetration in Sweden that it has had in the UK where you know a decent proportion of people have, have been, been either on it or been invited to it and, and that's not nearly the case here so so there in terms of uh you know there's no evidence i would suggest much evidence that nationwide there's any sort of turning of the tide for for the church in sweden um there there has been an increase in stockholm and the cities where immigration has brought a fresh wave of christians and and churches like it has in in london but but in the country as a whole i don't we don't the the kind of numbers aren't there just yet okay well you're listening to the leadership file with me andy peck i'm joined this week by phil whittle uh phil is a church planter he's in grace church in stockholm and we'll be back just after this Welcome back to the Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined by uh, Phil Whittle this week. Uh, he's uh, based in Sweden, in Stockholm. He planted uh, Grace Church back in uh, 2011 with uh, with other other folk there, um, part of the New Frontiers family uh, of, of churches. And we were talking a little bit before the break of um, of the different approach that Sweden has taken to 
the COVID-19 uh, pandemic and um, talking just before the break of, of, of how church life is. Um, Phil, you've you've spoken in the past about the importance of small groups for discipleship as opposed to uh, one-to-one work. And I think you've hinted already that small groups can still uh, can still meet. But I'm just interested in um, in you exploring a little for us what um, you know how uh, your understanding of discipleship within a small group has has kind of evolved um, versus what some people would regard as what well, discipleship is always one-to-one. Yeah, I think um, we one to one is is there's definitely times and places where that's helpful and and useful and um, you know and there's no objection to people having having that. But primarily, I think that that there we see that in in being together in 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 different sizes. So say three to five can do that size groups can do something which one-to-one doesn't isn't able to do um and that's that's being able to kind of share encouragement and to also if if we're kind of being discipled into something we're not being exposed to just one person's strengths and weaknesses we're we're able to learn from a a, a smaller group in a deeper way and then we have a sort of a larger uh, circle of people say sort of 10 to 20 and and there you're able to really engage in the things of discipleship of, of reaching out to others being on being mission to you know your neighborhood or your workplace or, or whatever or your gym or wherever it is and so that that sort of size group also has a different kind of function which helps train us and disciple us and and form us and shape us so i think we just generally kind of find that the strengths of both the three to five sort of size group and the sort of 10 to 20 group, they cover most of the things that you would do on one-to-one and give you a little bit extra. So I think we, mm. yeah, no sort of knock on one-to-one, but also in terms of just time consuming and be able to repeat it and train other people to do that and to catch more people up in it. You know, if one-to-one can have a lot of people a few people doing a lot of things and um and this leads to inclusion community friendship multiplication or at least mm. that's the that's the theory sure sure and um and of course mat- within a, a younger church maturity is a factor so you may not have uh, a large number of mature christians who can do the one-to-one at enough pace to um to develop folk in a way that you could if you're in a smaller group setting, one to five or one to three, you can have a mature person with with the five folk with you, kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. So um, wisdom gets kind of shared into numbers of people, and they're learning together. Um, and I think you know when when we talk about um, when we talk about maturity, um, we want to make sure that we've got an element of uh, of not just ex- of experience, but putting things into practice together. So we want to kind of create these kind of learning environments where where we are they're, they're, they're kind of not just um, information but places of transformation and, and and laboratories where we're kind of we're testing we're testing it out where how did it go this week what did you you know what do you think the Lord's saying to you this week in terms of putting putting things into practice and so so we really want the smaller environments to be places where we um, push deeper and explore and apply 
um, a lot of focus on on caring for one another, but also encouragement to apply the truths that we that we believe. Thanks, Phil. Um, a few questions uh, about the wider leadership, your, your leadership there. Um, you, uh, when you first went, you served the church alongside part-time work. I think you were working in a supermarket. Um, is that still carried on? Are you doing other things? How does it, how's it working? Yeah, I'm, um, I, I worked in a supermarket for a while that would help me um, learn Swedish and help me develop my, my language skills. Um, I'm still working part-time, so I'm employed by the church. Um, three days a week and then I'm I've gone back to what I used to do when I was in the UK actually which is freelancing in terms of editorial work and so I'm helping friends in different places uh, write books mostly church leaders who um, who've got something they want to say and, and, and I'm helping them find a final way to get their get a book out into you know into the wider marketplace or amongst their networks and so so yeah so I'm, I'm doing some that on the side which is uh, which, which I really enjoy Good, good. And and how have you found church leadership during this season? I appreciate you've re- reflected that Sweden is not quite the same as the UK, but there must be a, still a sense of um, of of the burden of the deaths of of folk around you and the the fears of the congregation that they may be affected themselves. Yeah, I mean, I think the the biggest thing is 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 um, is the, you know all of the kind of incidental contacts that you would have across the week through or on a Sunday or just seeing people all of those things have uh, have been taken away so the kind of all the feedback of how people are doing and and hearing you know those moments where you're just able to kind of uh, comfort a, a fear or pray with someone or just encourage or you know all of those things have gone and so the feedback and the engagement is is much more is much reduced and so you know you have to put a lot of hope that that again you know trust in the small groups that they're doing that they're they're connecting with people that people aren't kind of being forgotten or lost um um and yeah you know we're we're learning there's always that learning how to trust some people you know worry is a is a you know is is a big challenge for them to not worry and to, to to live out trust and in these sort of days, worry is amplified through everything that they see and they read. So, you know, things like just encouraging people who, you know, not to read the news so much because all it does is feed their worry and feed their anxiety and, you know, fill our thoughts on other things. Um, it's not to be, it's not about being irresponsible. It's about just, you know, you don't have to feed the worry or the anxiety. So, you know, it's, it's strange days to, to to be a church leader. I think there's there's lots of adaptations and uh, things that you used to kind of just do as part of parcel of your kind of week have, have gone. So finding out how to replace those in good ways is is not straightforward. So it's you know, it's, uh, and I you know really feel and respect for all my sort of uh, fellow leaders in different ways in the UK who are experiencing lockdown or in other countries um, because there it's, it's harder still. And Phil, as we, as we come to a close, you, you're a keen reader. Have you been reading anything particularly recently you'd want to recommend? Yeah, I think um, two, two books which have um, really sort of struck me in this time. One, is, one was Alan Jacobs' book, How to Think. Um, and I think that we, you just see it all the time, people believing different things, not knowing who to believe, who to trust, how to discern what's right, what's good, and 
Alan Jacobs has written a very sh- short, but it was really helpful. I found it profoundly helpful on just being how to work out kind of how to think about what we're seeing and what we're reading and how to discern things. So I really recommend Alan Jacobs' book on how to think. Um, the other one that I'm reading was, was it just sort of struck me hearing news of how you know domestic violence has sadly been on an increase through lockdown so i've read i've been reading elaine storkey's scars across humanity understanding and overcoming violence against women and it's a it's grim reading it's it's really shocking to put the statistics to it but i think there's such a crucial crucial read really then when, when we just see it you see it that the you know that there's an increase in domestic violence as people are trapped in their homes and, and that's a that's a tragedy and I think the church needs to do far more at uh, being informed of these sorts of things so yeah Elaine Storkey's Scars Across Humanity it's not it's not been light reading but it's been powerful and you still blog simple past yeah yeah I, it's, it's a little bit sporadic here and there but I still write I've been doing it for far far, far too long now um, I think 16 years I think I've been blogging the simplepastor.co.uk is my blog and thoughts and reflections on life and leadership in Sweden and the pandemic and all sorts get get sort of out output there it's my it's my, it's my place to kind of just um, all the thoughts that go through my head find a find a way out onto the onto the screen uh, the simplepastor.co.uk Great. And uh, so obviously there'll be some listeners who may, may have a book in them who need some help. So, hey, they could no doubt get in yeah. touch with you if you if they want to. So uh, how would they do that? There's contact form on, on, the, on the blog um, and they could, uh, they could fill that in and that'll come straight to me and I'll be happy to hear from them. So it would be, uh, you're, you're kind of, go, would you ghostwrite or just uh, help them with their editing or writing or what, what's the kind of but service most- you provide? Yeah, thank you, Andy. Um, I mostly provide editing, so helping people choose, uh, you know, sort of refine their, refine the structure of the, what they've done, refine their writing so that it's a good quality, and to help them, you know, through the mechanics of what, how do they get it published, either finding a publisher or self-publishing um, uh, on Amazon or, or wherever. Uh, and and but I do help with with writing as well if that's if that's necessary but mostly it's it's around the editing and the kind of production the the um product management if you like fabulous good well thanks thanks phil so much we've we're uh it's great to have this connection and um uh you know it's 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 clearly a tough tough uh, soil to be um sowing into in in stockholm but uh, the lord's at work i'm sure building your building your people and um and lovely to chat with you at this time with um you know sweden having faced a very different approach to um to covid19 so thank you for your time today thanks andy thanks for having me so you've been listening to the leadership far with me andy peck i was joined this week by phil whittle do go to the simple pastor uh, for his blog and uh, if you're particularly in need of, of editing help and um do log on to premier's website and you can listen to archived versions of the leadership file by going to the leadership file podcast there uh, and uh, indeed you could go to itunes and podbean as well where it appears as well so this is andy peck thanking you for, for joining us and uh, the words of the apostle paul which you often use at the end of the show uh, and god is able to bless you abundantly so that it all in all things at all times having all that you need you will abound in every good work bye for now 
You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's word to everyday life. Contact him via email apeck at cwr.org.uk. Thank you.